This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Agreement. Then there was a hukum based upon a misunderstanding of the ayah, misapplication of the sunnah. And then they began to say, those who do not understand it this way, they themselves are kafirs. Once they said that, the blood became lawful for them. And the blood began to flow. So it is lack of knowledge first that separates Muslims. That creates this behavior. Because Muslims do not take the time to study the religion, the sources of the religion, the Quran. What is it? Where did it come? How did it come? To whom did it come? What's the basis of it? What's the message of it? What's the theme of it? How do we digest it? In which way? We didn't take the time to do that. We just bought some books, or they were given to us. We carry them around, we read them like birds, and we think that we know the Qur'an. We don't study the sunnah of the Prophet We want to make dhikr. We want to call on Allah and prove to Allah how much we love Him. Although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet in his time, regarding those people who kept saying and want to impress upon Allah how much they love Him, how much worship they do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاعْتَبِعُونِ If you, indeed you love Allah, then follow me. So loving Allah is not conditioned upon how loud you shout, how much Qur'an you recite, how much prayers that you make, and who it is you follow. But based upon the following of the Prophet ﷺ and accepting his decisions without any resistance. Lack of knowledge of the Qur'an and the Sunnah is the first enemy among the Muslims. An ignorant Muslim who is not attached to the sources of Islam but is using their own hawa, their own desires, or the desires of others whom they think are illustrious personalities. This is the first enemy. The next enemy is the criminal and immoral behavior that you see among Muslims. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you. It's blatant. It's all around, everywhere. You have more Muslim criminals in this country than you have praying Muslims. And unfortunately, many of the criminal Muslims, they pray as much as the others pray. And in Ramadan, you will see that the criminal Muslims who are selling haram, doing haram, wearing, acting, swearing, doing the most heinous criminal, criminal acts, they will be in the masjid for taraweeh and they will be crying louder than others. Only for Ramadan. And at the end of Ramadan, they will be dressed in their most beautiful clothes at the Eid. Criminals. And when Hajj comes, those same criminals, they will get on a plane and put on the ihram and they will be saying, Labaik, Allahumma Labaik. Thinking that if they made Hajj, if they fasted during Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept their wine money. Their swine money, their fawahish money, 
their drug money, their river money, Allah will accept that from them as long as they make hajj and as long as they fast. And as long as they have a child or daughter or son who is memorizing the Quran, they're going to have a taj on the Yom Al-Qiyamah. This is what they believe. But they are criminals. Their criminal behavior is more blatant to the non-Muslims than what we do inside the masjids. I guarantee you that. Ask any non-Muslim. Sincerely ask him, what is his or her opinion about the Muslim shops that they pass by every day doing things, selling things, which they clearly know is against Islam? What is their impression about that? Number three is the extreme behavior and views of many Muslims. On this campus and other campuses and all around, different masjids you go to, you've got extreme behaviors. So much so that a new Muslim like myself would hardly know where to go to pray. I go to one place, I'm not even welcome there. Period. Because it's strictly for an ethnic group from a particular place. And if you're not from that ethnicity, then it's like, you. what are you doing here? So it's extreme behaviors. Another group of Muslims, when you go inside their masjid, first thing they're going to ask you is, what is your aqidah? What is your aqidah? I come to the masjid to pray. Another group of Muslims, you go in the masjid and come outside, and they're asking you, what do you think about the khilafah? Every lecture I give, there's a group who asks me, brother, it was very good what you said, but what do you think about the Islamic State? Not that all of these issues are not important. Aqidah is important. Islamic State is important. Khilafah is important. Tasawwuf is important. Calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala morning and evening is important. Making jawla in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 40 days, 40 years, or whatever is important. But all of this is extreme behavior. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called us to ummatul wasata. The middle path. The messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was never extreme in any way. When he saw the people wanting to do what he did, Fasting without breaking his fast, praying and standing all night, he told them not to do that. Allah has given me a special power and a special resource to do what I do. But Allah does not get tired, but you do. And no one takes upon himself too much of the religion, but that the religion will break them. Look at the wisdom of the Prophet but we Muslims adopting a following behind illustrious personalities and fixation upon sheikhs and imams, we have adopted extreme behaviors. And because of our extreme behavior, we have made Islam something which is detestable. When people see you with this extreme behavior, they see you at the top of the road, they go another direction. Because they know if they encounter you, exactly what you're going to say. You got the hatchet waiting for them. Then we have the ethnic grouping and prejudices. And I don't see it 
any more than when I come to the UK. It just happens to be more prominent in the UK than it is in America because America is like six million square miles. The UK is a little smaller than that. So you got this concentration of Muslims in the UK having all of these ethnic groups. So you go to a small town and you got the Somali mosque and I've been to a, a small town and it's just amazing. It's one of those blink towns, like if you drive through, you'll pass through the whole town in the blink. <laughs> but in this town, you got a Somali masjid, a Yemeni masjid, a Sudani masjid, a Nigerian masjid, a Bosnian masjid. You got a, a masjid, a Brailwe masjid, a Gujarati masjid. A Tabliki masjid. I mean, you got 11 masjids, 11 different ethnic groups, and none of them cooperate with each other at all. Isn't it crazy? And all of them have no program. Is that a sign or something? That's why he's a president. <laughs> and all of these masjids, strangely enough, none of them have a program for giving dawah to non-Muslims. And the non-Muslims who happen somehow or another to stumble upon Islam, none of them have a program to invite them or to teach them. Now, if that's not ethnic grouping, you tell me what it is. If that's not an enemy within, then you tell me what it is. Then you have ideological polarization. The different groups, whether it's Medhab group, or the far right, or the far left. Those who want to liberate, those who think we should educate, those who think we should migrate. All these different ideological groups. And you have those who are intolerant and intemperate in their dispositions. They don't tolerate anybody. They don't like anybody. They got an attitude with everybody. Bad planning and disrespect of time. Why is it that students pay their money to come to classes and those classes go on time like clockwork? But when it comes to Islamic issues and affairs, Everything seems to be an hour late. Yet the Prophet ﷺ was asked by someone, O Messenger of Allah ﷺ, which action is best? Ayy amal afdal. He said, As-salatu al-waqtiha. Why? Why prayer in its proper time? Because if we pray on time, we should do what? Everything else on time. But the Muslims are always late. Lack of order and lack of cleanliness. Go to the Muslim gatherings anywhere you want to. The GMS conference, or this one at this hotel, that convention center. Go to whichever you want to. Go to the toilets at the time of the Salah. 
What do they look like? What do the toilets look like after four or five thousand people use them in a, in a convention center after the Muslims? I went to convention centers where non-Muslims gather and the toilets don't look like that. So non-Muslims ask, and I know they ask, and I know what they say. What in the world is wrong with these people? <laughs> they go and use the toilets and the water everywhere. Toilet paper ringing everywhere. The sinks are full of water. They're putting their feet in the sinks. Everything, everything is water. Tracked all the way out. Why is that? It doesn't have to be that way. You mean the people who run these conventions, they cannot afford to have people there with mops? and rags to keep the places very nice and clean and smelling very well keeping in mind that these are not our places and that we are giving wrong messages to the non-Muslims when we leave go to the masjids visit the masjids that you attend look at them real well go to the places where the sisters pray and I'm not blaming the sisters I'm saying first of all adequate space